So we're back, Paragordo activity. We're finally back, and I want to apologize for everybody who's been asking, where the fuck are we? By the way, you can cuss, guys. What the fuck's going on? We haven't. We've been busy. We've been fucking busy. We've been busy. We've been, we had. A, we actually have a, a a prior episode to this that we haven't. We haven't even. Yet. We have like four we of them. We haven't aired. It, yeah. But we're gonna release this one next because you know we have some good shit going on and uh, we have a great guest today and we've been fucking working, bro. We've cool. been you know we've been doing shows. We've been producing stuff and you know we're losing weight. I have been losing weight. We Why have. We have. I'm like not that, saying anything, man. First off, like, let's introduce. Hold, let's hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Hold on. You always say, because this is where I love Hefty. Hefty has lost a lot of weight. But when we're fat, when you're fat and you lose weight, nobody, te- no nobody, no one believes you. Because you start to say, well, he, oh, how, fuck, how big was he? And, and no one understands how big he really <laughs> it's were. True. It's like no one. And then it's just like. Every day, motherfucker tells me, I lost 100 pounds. Oh, see? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's like, long, long, long time ago, I had a friend, and then I told him, I go, hey, bro, I, I lost like 20 pounds. And he's like, that's like throwing a chair off the Titanic. <laughs> he's like, he's like, let me know when you're lowering lifeboats. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I was like, wow. But we're being healthy. You and so I are- sometimes we don't want to tell people that we've had a success in the weight loss. I, dude, I, people tell me, I told someone the other day, I lost, 30, I lost almost 40 pounds because the last time since like in, in a month. And they're like, oh. Like they, they, well, how fat were you? Exactly. No, not <laughs> a, so they asked me what's That's wrong. Hard. They asked me if I'm dying or something's wrong with me. I I had lost a hundred over 120 pounds, and someone was like, "Oh, but you're still fat." And I was like, "Moms okay. can be mean. Hey, moms are mean, bro." It oh, was God. my it was it was, it was like my tia. I was like, "Pero está gordo." No, it's 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 uh. But we're back. We're doing more things together. We're All doing. Right. We got some big shows. We have, we have more shows we'll talk about. Shows and up. we had to bring up somebody back on the show that was probably. The uh, only episode people listen to. I want to say it was episode eight. The fucking and 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 the that also gave you, it gave me a lot of clarity and clarity in life. Made yeah. you cry like a little fucking I, I baby. Know, I know. In front of I mean, hundreds was, of people. I was not bawling. It just teared up. At the brand. You, know you got welcome back, Mr. AJ Barrera. AJ, AJ Barrera. Hey guys. Hello. Hello. Back. Thank you guys for having me back. Thank you for being. You know what, bro? Me and AJ go back. We're talking about like sixteen years. Sixteen years. About sixteen years. Yeah. Sixteen years, and we're not just like colleagues. We're not just. We're your actual friends. We're friends. Your right. friends. We never like, talk to each like other. Not like me and you. We're 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 acquaintances. But AJ, I mean, he's been there for my biggest things in life. Anyways, so no. the reason I love AJ so much <laughs> is because we've been friends for so long, and I experienced things I've never thought I would. I thought, look, I've said this many times. I thought he was full of shit. Right. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I I call him. And say, hey, you're full of shit. <laughs> and, you know, but he's, because of him, you know, he's opened up my eyes not only in, in, in this topic, but also in life. I mean, he's always been a, a really good life coach. He is to a lot of people, to a lot of his friends. He's always giving motivational. And when we talk, that's why I hate talking to him. Because if I call him, <laughs> we'll be talking for like two hours. Right. Just the other day, I said, hey, let me talk to you for like quick couple minutes. We say that we do like, hey, I'm going to talk to you, but only for a little bit. And then we're fucking done. <laughs> And then Moe goes, like, all right, I'm going to hang up now. Wait, wait, wait. And then he comes get his dog. <laughs> so what does it mean when, you're, when your dick turns green? Yeah. <laughs> is that a slimer? Is that? It's ectoplasm. It's ectoplasm. <laughs> you're so going to regret giving me your number after this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shut up, man. That Bro. guy's broken. <laughs> so we're, right now we're doing the podcast. Usually we do it at my house, which let's not talk about that because Hefty gets mad about that because he always hates that we do it at my house, not his house. Because it's the same distance. It's the same driving distance for me as it would be for you, and you refuse to come to my house. Anyways, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> he hates this, bro. We're like fucking always fighting about that. But we're we're at a great location, and in 15 years, he's been at my house one time. Uh, he's, and a really, I, he's a really good friend. <laughs> and, I and, I, and, I, and I had to pay him to come out because we were gas money. We were DJing a wedding, and I paid him like 150. But that's the only reason he came out. But I went, and I didn't even go inside. But he went. I didn't even go he inside. Didn't even go inside. He watched me load all my stuff into the truck. He's like, he's like, it's hot out here, huh? <laughs> Anyways, so we're at a great location today. We're uh, this guy. I mean, him and his wife have been like just amazing people to me. I've known him for a few years already, and uh, this guy is constantly bugging me all the time. Now he plays a good friend, uh, amazing chef. I mean, and they they together they're a fucking powerhouse. The way they put and own these restaurants and the way they work it. Um, Rick and Nicole, thank you for being here today. Um, real quick, so what is this place called? What is the name of your restaurant? Is this thing on? Yeah, it's on. It's called uh, Dia de los Puercos. Dia de los Puercos. Yeah, we have a location where we're at here now in Pomona. P-Town. P-Town, 2nd and Gary. And we got a location at the Riverside Food Lab on Market Street. And the, the food that you do is what kind of food? Comida Chicana. Fuck. Now, what I like about you, bro, is the theme is fucking scary because it has the Dia de los Muertos, Dia de los Puercos. You have a pig and fucking Mexican dead face. Yeah. That's what I call, by the way, the other mother's makeup. <laughs> it's fucking Mexican, Mexican dead face. <laughs> That's why I hate when white people do that because I think it's offensive. It's, <laughs> it's Mexican dead face. It is. It's offensive. You it don't is. see me doing blackface all of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking Mexican dead face. <laughs> It's true. No one thinks about it would that. Be, it would be just as insulting, It would right? be just as insulting to do that. But no, we don't do this. So don't fucking dress up like skeletons and represent us, okay? Especially when you do half the face only. Uh, do, the, uh, do the whole fucking shit. And you shit. got your blue eyes and blonde hair on the other side. Yeah, well, no, 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 fuck, there's no glitter in fucking dead people. <laughs> um, so what I like about your food, bro, is that your food speaks to me in ways that other food doesn't. I think the best like review I gave you. What was the ref, what was the best review I ever gave you? Uh, it was yeah. like a, the, a pig coming in your mouth. That's what I said. His food tastes. It's like a little pig just came in my mouth. That's how delicious it was. Yeah. It, what was it? It was a uh, taco de qué? It was. Uh, the necklace one? Was, <laughs> was it the Darth Mariachi? The pork belly? No, 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 no. It, it oh, was. Uh, I know, right? I'm it like, was. Uh, I forgot <laughs> what it was called, man. But it was. It was amazing. It was our, I think it was our chorizo. Taco. I think a, a tear came out of my eye, bro. Hey, you know, it's funny. Like, this is the first time I, I thought it was sweat. You thought it was sweat. <laughs> yeah. It was meat sweat. It was fucking salty and and bro. And you know, Hefty is a so-called chef, a self-proclaimed chef. Self-proclaimed, bro. You know, you know and he knows a thing or two about cooking. I've always talked about, but the things this motherfucker did, um, it even scares cholos, bro. If you ever see people eat his food, what was that one time you made also buku one time and freaked out all the cholos? Oh yeah, it was. What the uh, fuck is that, bro? Who's also? It was also buco on the purple chorizo potatoes. <laughs> Who does that? You know, you know what also buco is. I know what also. What is the also buco? Because you know what it's I know. Like, a, it's like the, uh, the tail end. Of the shank. The shank, yeah. And how do you? And, but it's fancy. Braised. No one yeah. fucking knows braised. that. Do you guys know what also buco is? Exactly. I don't. How do you, I don't what know. do you braising? Do you braise in beer or do you do like uh, in stock? I can't tell you, bro. See, <laughs> nah, but, but you no, know, we did, we did you know the a, liquids though. Yeah, we did it in a, like with uh, some roasted chiles, uh, some tampico orange juice. Like we, nice. we implement. Oh, you go classic. Oh yeah, we go classic. Nice. Miller High Life. Some Stella Rose. Yeah, <laughs> Stella, Stella Rose. Rose yeah. You know, some Strawberry it's Hill. Mad so <laughs> Dog Twenty Twenty. Right. <laughs> which which we carry all of those things here at the Los Puercos. You know, you know, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty isn't actually Mad Dog. The M. D stands it's like Matt 
doppelgangers. Medical doctor. Like it's like, it's uh, like Buchanan's. Buchanan's. It's Buchanan's. Yeah. It's Buchanan's, everybody. <laughs> it's not Buchanan's. It's Buchanan's. But, but going back it's to Scottish. The, going back to the thing, like like the other sport. Like I've I've never been here, but I've heard about your place for years. Your place is famous, bro. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank yep. you. I mean, that's all Nicole right there. It right? is. No, that's no, it awesome. is. Of course it is. It's, it has to be her. Yeah. You're the most unorganized guy I've ever seen. You're always stressing out. She's always cool, calm, and collective. Yeah, she's I'm the like, boss, I'm like, brother. Yeah, right? I'm really the white <laughs> guy. She's, she's, a, she's the chola. She's, she's the, the chola, bro. She's the heart and soul behind the restaurant. <laughs> right? she, fucking, she, she, wa- she is. She is. Because when you come here, you see her. Well, I had a chance around. to talk to her while you guys were taking the tour. Like, it, like she's like. Like, seem, like she's the heartbeat behind us. Uh, she is. She's, she's a heartbeat awesome. behind. She, you know, and you not know, not even behind. And she's look, driving the force. Yeah, she's got a couple years left on her parole, and then things are going. And go things, real then she can, <laughs> she can go to other cities and yeah. states, and and yeah, maybe expand the franchise. What's the parole for? She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be on parole for hustle. Hey, hey, bro. See, you don't know hood, but you don't talk about people like you don't tell them asking what they're here for, bro. I'm not from the hood, bro. I know, bro. Fucking Sorry, too busy. I didn't grow up in too busy Norwalk. Fucking. So, anyways, we also have another guest with us. Now, this guest right here. Now, I know your name is Jonathan. Yeah. But what do you go by on Instagram? I go as, well, I go as Pac Jonathan. Just what, that PAQ. What does that PAQ stand for? Mm, when I was in middle school, me decían Paquito. Ah. So I just mixed it. Yeah. Paquito el Jonathan? Paquito. No, no más Paquito. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. See? Don't ask questions that don't make sense. Paquito del barrio, bro. I'm just asking, bro. Yes, bro. He's Paquito del barrio. Yeah, bro. Fucking rata de dos patas right here, dog. Where does Momo come from? Osvaldo? Eusvaldo. Eusvaldo? We talked about it. Now, listen. That's true. Where does Momo come from? It actually comes from the movie Blazing Saddles. When my parents came here, they didn't speak any English, and they saw the movie Blazing Saddles, and my uncle saw the one of the characters, it was Mongo, which was a big-looking guy, and I was a big baby. So they're like, "Me hace momo Mongo," but you know, Mexicans <laughs> over time they change everything. And so I was named after an old Jewish man's movie, which is a great movie, Blazing Saddles, by uh, okay, uh, okay. what's it called, uh, Mel Brooks. Now you, believe it or not, bro, I am a huge fucking fan of yours. Thank you. And I reached out to you because, look, we're comedians, and we're gonna toot our own horn here. We're fucking professional stand-ups. We write yeah. for some of the amazing people. You made me laugh like nobody's done in a long fucking time. <laughs> you made me fucking die. And I remember I was just sitting there la- just laughing in the parking lot with myself. How romantic. And Jordan, looked at me, Jordan Lopez looked at me like, what, what are you wrong with you? I'm looking at this guy, bro. He's fucking killing me. He's killing me with the shit you're doing. But it's so simple what you do. Yeah. Now... You have to watch his Instagram, and I'm pretty sure most of you have seen him when you're like, oh, I know who this motherfucker is. Everyone sends me his videos, but I don't know where he's at. You, think, yeah, that's you get true. that a lot, right? Yeah, People, I get that they a lot. share your they don't shit, know where I'm at. but no one sees you. Yeah, nobody sees him. You, my friend, are going to be fucking huge because I'm going to tell you why. You are creating these characters, but you have a lot of character in you. You have an amazing way to pick up on vibrations of people and that's kind of why the paranormal thing does apply to you we as performers and actors in order to become good actors we have to pick up a vibe on a person you found a way to connect to your to your mom i think the character is yeah my mom yeah and that fucking <laughs> character and the reason i related so much because our parents come from the same part of mexico so the the dichos that he would say 
were the same my mom said. Yeah, they're like moms from Chihuahua. The moms yeah. from Chihuahua, man. The crazy ones, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, the most mom, superstitious women in the world so his come mom from would Chihuahua. Say, his mom would say, Pásame el cerote mejor para chuparlo. No, that's not what my mom would say. <laughs> my mom would say, when you fart, somebody farted. Mejor dame mojón para chuparlo, she said. That's what she said. Have you heard this? He heard that. He's like, that's fucking genius, bro. I told my mom that. She goes, que asco. People from Chihuahua don't give a fuck, though, right? They don't. But they don't. No. They're known for being like that. Yeah. But my, yeah. mo my mom has a Pretty saying direct. that says, right. Me cago en la misma mierda. Nah, that's, that's Which, amateur shit, bro. But that's, that's, that's like, we're worse. <laughs> that's like basically you just worse. made the same mistake twice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. no. People from that. Chihuahua, yeah. we, we, we're fucking, we're, you know, and the Chihuahua people, it's dangerous right now over there. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It's fucking, that's where all the medicals live, bro. And Juarez. Yeah. And Juarez, man. That's where our people come from. So a lot of humor is, is in our nature. By Juarez? First of all, Chihuahua uh, is the state. Juarez is a city See, in I Chihuahua. Yeah. I'm not like familiar with Mexican uh, oh, he's states. A, he's a, and, but you've heard of Juarez, right? I've heard so of Juarez. Know, I've, yeah. I've been right yeah. next to Juarez when I was in El Paso. No, that's different one. That's different Juarez, oh, That's a bro. different You got to go into Juarez. Oh, yeah, no. I don't, I, then I don't know. You got to go into Juarez. But you got to go to La Iglesia de, de... What's that church right like there? Like, the deepest I've been in Mexico is, like, Ensenada. Ah, you uh, know, yeah. fucking <laughs> shit, bro. You got to go <laughs> and get <laughs> las quesadillas de Villomada, right? Villomada, yeah. Fucking Villomada yeah. quesadillas, bro. Uh, Dude. Oh, those are... Oh, yeah, those I don't are bombs. Those, those are bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if... if, if, if Where's the donkey show? <laughs> it? No, there's no donkey shows over there, bro. Let's fucking you. We eat donkey over there. <laughs> fucking. And then you get mad because I eat. You, uh, you know what this motherfucker eats? He eats guinea pigs, bro. I don't. They're delicacies. He's fucking. They're delicacies. Bro, yeah. if you get buy it at Petco, you shouldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. no, you shouldn't eat yeah. it. It's not the same. It's like eating a rabbit. Bro. Well, because people from Chihuahua don't eat certain things, bro. They're very sensitive. Okay, like my cousins don't eat. No, 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 Exactly. <laughs> That is true. I never thought about that. You're fucking right. You're absolutely right. That was a good one. You're absolutely right, bro. Yeah, my cousins don't eat mayonnaise. Why? They're, what? They're terrified of fucking mayonnaise, bro. My What's cousins. Wrong with mayonnaise? I don't know. I don't know. They think it's jizz or what the fuck it is, but it's fucking delicious <laughs> to me. In Guadalajara, they put it on. They put it on fucking pozole and menudo. Oh, they put it on Are pizza. you serious? Yeah. Oh. Okay, never mind. Now it is gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Jesus. You, you people are sick. <laughs> oh, well. No, so what I like about your shit, bro, is that really you, you connected with everybody, and I've seen you. You're being shared like crazy. What is it like to see something that you were just fucking around? And, and it's funny because you put a shirt on your head to make yourself into like a woman character, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's fucking genius. <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't buy a wig. You didn't fucking put makeup on. You didn't put a dress on. You have the same shirt on, but because you put the shirt on your head, you transform. That's fucking talent, bro. I get that a lot. That's yeah. the I, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. No, no. He's like, keep going, keep going. Yeah, keep going, please. What else? He's like, I'm just gonna leave my ego on this table. I'm gonna leave my head. Yeah. Keep stroking it with these. Are you? You're not done yet, right? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's it's fucking badass. How did no. you come up with that shirt thing? Like, that's fucking. Honestly, I don't know. I think I've seen somebody else do it, too. Ah, but you copy it. Yeah, like copy it. No, well, no. Know, Some I, people thought I was, like, trying to be a nun with the, with it the habit. It does look like yeah, a nun. Yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. a nun. Yeah. I can see the habit. Yeah. yeah. So no, then that's why. When he did it, though, I asked him, hey, why'd you think of a shirt? He's like, I just needed hair. Yeah, I just That was his hair. response. Yeah. Why'd you think about a shirt? I just needed hair. I mean, that's fucking... He was... And a real actor, real performer can take away all the aesthetics and just give you the... 
the actual bit. There's one bit that you did, which was when the when the kid, when the guy leaves to go party with his friends, the mom's cool with it. Yeah. But when the daughter is, she's like, you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. That shit, you were three fucking, you, you were like, you were two characters, but it was so quick how you were doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of shit that for me uh, as an entertainer and as a comedian, it, it freaks me out how you can tap into someone. It's kind of like what AJ does, you know, when he really gets into who they are. AJ can break you down. I've seen him break down the toughest dudes. And I think for me, I was, in, I was pissed off that day and I was in a bad mood and you made me fucking laugh. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, fucking, that's fucking yeah. badass. To be able to fucking just, I think I was talking to Hefty. He had to piss me off about something. <laughs> was it because they changed your flyer? First of all, motherfucker, there's a rule. If you make a flyer, this, this guy, don't this, change this, the flyer this, this to your guy, own image. Guy, you can't make up your own rules and then not tell anybody the rules and then you get Bro, mad. if I make a flyer you with my face my on it, the time. no, I don't. Your and stuff what, is horrible. What your I stuff is horrible. What I change, I, I put, he added his picture to my flyer. On his shoulder like a conscience. <laughs> like, on, on, like a fat conscience, bro. <laughs> like a fat conscience <laughs> telling me not to eat, to eat more. You know, and then, Motherfucker. then he's like, you broke the cardinal rule. I'm like, what rule are we talking about? What's like, funny is that you're talking about uh, people sharing Jonathan's uh, yeah. work. And Nicole was just like, uh, are you? You're talking about what Jackie was showing you. Oh, no. The, the reason how I know of you is um, we were at, in line at Chick-fil-A, actually. We were in the drive-thru and my sister... No, <laughs> my sister was laughing and I was like, what are you laughing at? And she's like, do you see, do you follow him? Do you see? And I'm like, no, show me. So we're um, in the in the car and at the drive through at Chick-fil-A and we're busting up. Like we're just, she's like, look at this one. Look at this. And she's showing me your, you know, your page. And that's how, I mean. Yeah. I usually you. like that's how people and tell me. They're like, oh, somebody just showed me. Yeah. That. It's, it's fucking yeah. funny, man. Like he, he really legitimately low. Like, Cause he gets to you. You're like, you've seen that person though, right? Yes. That he talks about yeah mm-hmm. and that's what what is so scary about what you know what he does is that he, he and people hate him probably for it too you gotta hate it's, it, yeah. it's like because they can relate follow. like it's yeah. their mom check out your videos <laughs> yeah. how many followers are you at right now i'm at what does it say right there 457k i don't know 400 457 that's almost half a million followers almost half a million i mean i'm at i'm at i'm at 3800 bro so i'm killing 3800 right now, right now yeah. bro yeah. <laughs> and, and it's you want to give me a little shout out on one of your pages you know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate any help a little a little a little boost yeah, you know you know uh, we'll give you what, a guinea pig bro what i admire we just met yeah and uh you know you, you and uh, jorge here you guys are down to earth you know you're humble uh, a lot of people that, and respect everybody, but I've met a few people who have not even close to the many followers you are. In today's day, it's all about it's oh, all yeah. about like media. yeah, and they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Hefty's yeah. the least exactly. has the least Hefty amount has of followers, and he's, and he's the, the biggest. Dick. He's the biggest <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I, I've met a lot of influencers or people who do the same thing as me. Yeah, and yeah, they're very. They try to lecture me too. Some of these guys. Yeah, I've seen them go to me like, you know, what you should do. I'm like, first of all, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm a. I, I've. I've. I was in the trenches. <laughs> I've been in front of people. But you're a cocky but ass fuck. Dude. I am a cocky ass. So fuck. what I want to say, what you I want to say is that like the work that you're doing, and it's not even work. It's just what you're doing, and it's a form of vibration. So you got to think about what you're doing as a person of just having fun. I'm just you know gonna do what I love to do and this and that. But you got to think the people that are having these massive like shitty ass days, bad days, 
and they happen to go on there and as they see a video that's being sent to them, it's a form of vibration being sent out to so many different people that you're bringing healing and laughter to people. And you may not see it that way, but it's a blessing. And I think you may not see it, but you should look at what you're doing in such a beautiful way. And you may just see it, it's funny, it's cool, it's I love what I'm doing, yeah. but you're actually spreading a lot of positive energy out to so many people out there that you're affecting so many people out there and it's making them feel happy. It's in the heart. So it's super cool. Hey, you said it's that the cool. other day, uh, what, what uh, AJ just said is, Momo told us Saturday when we were talking with Nicole and I, um, he said, you guys got to step back and see what you're doing because what you guys are doing is impacting people yeah. and not through, through food. It's because we have low rider shows or we have comedy shows and, and Nicole and I, we just reach out and we don't without expectation, you know, and that's how we learn to not be disappointed because we do things without expectation. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but yeah, step back and take a look. Like I just watched some of your videos today. For the first, I'm not gonna lie and be like, oh, I've been following yeah. you since the beginning. <laughs> like no, I just mm -hmm. I followed you today. Yeah. Um, from the restaurant just now, but I've seen the videos and uh, it made me laugh. You know, they remind me of I have tias or I have friends who have moms like that and like let's go full hurry up and then his mom's like scolding them and telling they <laughs> telling the dad tell your son something. Yeah. <laughs> You know, wear a rubber. That's it. Like, you know, right. <laughs> 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 no, Tia told me that, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, but it, you know, just again, the humility is awesome, man. Just if there's no, something yeah, that you yeah, don't stay humble, say who you stay are, humble, and right, just do yeah. what you got to do, and remember like where you came from, and you know, like that's the main thing. Like you know, no matter how many followers or what you do, just remember it's always about what you're doing for the people. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. if you're recognizing that and you're conscious of it, then you're not going to see it as a job. You're not going to see it as work, but you're going to love it. And I've been doing my work for 16 years and I don't call my, my work a what? job. I call it a passion. I call it's it love. Passion. And same thing with you. A gift, if you will. But be no, I don't even call it a gift because I think it's an ability that we all naturally have. We're, we all have an intuitive ability. We're all not all mediums, but we're all psychics. We're all intuitive. We all can have that uh, ability to develop that. Yeah. But it may take years for someone to develop that ability. So it just depends on how passionate, how driven you are, and how much potential you have to get there. But it really depends on that. But for me, I don't. I wouldn't call myself a... Uh, a study medium because I did not take any classes and not study the work. I fell into it really, you know, not believing in it. Like I always want to debunk psychics and mediums. I go, these people are a crack of shit. They used to tell them what to say because I, I was raised watching Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, uh, okay, you know, Sylvia all these different Brown people and, and Sylvia Brown. They had all these psychics on TV and I go like, there's no way this can be real. But my yeah. own um, curiosity really made me understand my own ability that I naturally had. So yeah. Or like TV show medium. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But it's something that you said to me outside, uh, if it's cool that I repeat it. Yeah, absolutely, please. Yeah. It's making my head spin still. Like, I'm still like looking at you like, what the fuck did that mean? You know, like yeah. you said, you <laughs> said, I can tell you could read people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't even, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't, I, I'm not playing stupid. I just, what does that mean? If you can yeah, break that down. I, I think you're so sensitive, uh, intuitively that you pick up emotions and energy off people. So you can actually meet someone and know like with their intentions or motives and what they want. But I think you're also, um, an empath where you feel emotions off people. So I think in some ways that you can become very sensitive. You may have the exterior of being very tough and dominant. People may be intimidated by you, but really you're actually a big teddy bear to be quite honest. And yeah. I think, and I think for you, that he you says that himself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But no, but I think it's the fact that he knows it, but the fact that you need to recognize what you're doing, but also protect yourself of doing this. Like even right now we're doing this, this podcast and we have Sage going, we have incense going. It's all about like being, in the moment, being the consciousness, and I think with you, it's about you being aware of what you're doing for your community and for your friends and family and everyone that comes into this restaurant. You're doing an amazing job because here, I mean, just it's an amazing place. It's Thank an you. amazing place, truly. It is. And it I think is. I think you feel like that 
you're kind of like, you know, if you're not from the hood, you feel like you're back home. You know, like that's I, we, about. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like you feel like that. This is something you can relate to. This is something you can recognize. This is something that you feel like that. Oh, I don't feel out of place. And I think what right. you're doing is you're providing that comfort. So yeah. it's an amazing job. Sense for you memory was what we're playing on. Like yep. The food, the music, the so art. So smart. Yes, it's it's like Ratatouille, my favorite movie. Oh yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that movie, bro. It's an awesome movie. It's my favorite movie, bro. Um, just real quick, everything that you guys said. Oh, uh, say your name. Say your name, bro. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm Jorge. Um, I'm you have a nice, deep voice. I like that. Oh, oh, thank you. You should do radio. I wish. I wish. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not really good with words and everything you guys just said about Jonathan. Like, I, I really hope you took that in right now because I, I see it. I see it in person. Um, you know, I followed Jonathan since before he got super famous, and now that I see him, you know, he's just continually blowing up, blowing oh, yeah. up. And, you know, you guys talk about how he spreads positive vibes, and, you know, I see it in person. We'll be hanging out, and people come up, and they have, like, the brightest smile on their face just by seeing him. You know, like, oh, my God, I love your videos. Like, they make me laugh. They make me laugh. You know, they ask for a picture. It gets annoying because I have to stand there, and now I'm just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> hey, like, what about me? No, no, no. No, no, it, it, it. No, pull it, my jacket. Pull <laughs> my jacket. No, it, it it genuinely makes me happy that you know. I'm not sure if you see it, but you know, every, everybody loves loves you and your videos, and like you really just spread positive vibes. And you guys worded that so perfectly in a way that I could not have done. But he had one right. thing that I could tell you, bro. That is it. one thing I could tell you, man, from experience. Sometimes you need to be a little cocky, and this is what I mean to be cocky. In order for you to go in front of hundreds and thousands of people and say, everyone shut up, listen to me, you got to have some cockiness or else they'll eat you up alive. Yeah. You know, I think we, Hefty and I learned that in stand-up, that humility is great. Mm -hmm. But when you're in front of thousands of people. You got to learn how to take control of the room. Yeah. Or else they walk all over you. And even emotionally, they will break you down because you have to say to yourself, why are they going to sit there and listen to me? There's no screen now. It's right in front of me. That means they could yell at me. Something can happen. People can talk. People cannot pay attention. You got to have a little cockiness when it comes to it to shut everybody up. But it has to be graceful cockiness. The yeah, kind that... Confident. You yeah. Confident. More authority. Like, listen, you, you want to talk? Talk. But if you talk, I'm going to fucking destroy you. <laughs> right? We, I mean, Hefty yeah. and I have been through that it's, lots of times. Something that's not so much fighting back, though. It's just more like... A just put people in their place. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah. there's ways to do it where you don't got to offend nobody. You know what I mean? How am I so, cocky hefty? Tell me. I'll let me hear the story. Oh, sorry. Where do we begin? Tell me. Let's start with the hat. The year Listen. was 2000. The year was 1942. <laughs> you, had just gotten, you had just gotten off tour with the, your banda oh. when, I, when I first met you. And, and you, you brushed me off like a piece of shit. First of all, who, who fucking... And this is how I first met him. I leave you with this. What, what was it again? He, huh? huh? When was it? What year? 2008. Circa 2008. Oh, yeah. I, I met him. I, I remember you doing that, yeah. And I was playing with a fucking was banda. I was playing, a, I was playing a banda, believe it or not. Oh, you I was played a, in a banda? I was yeah. a fucking tarola player. I played fucking... <laughs> fucking yeah, I was a fucking hardcore banda player. And then Hefty saw me at a bus stop waiting no, no, to take was, the bus. This was, a, this was probably about a year. This was probably about a year after I met him the first time. Yeah. And like we, we did a show together at a different club. In the rain, he saw me waiting for the bus to go home from Pasadena to Norwalk. 
And he and he drove right by me, bro. And water. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a John Hughes movie, bro. Fucking John Hughes, bro. With an asshole. Water fucking all, all fast. Broom. <laughs> fucking. Who's this asshole? Who's this asshole? Get no, a car, I, fat ass. Yeah. That's what he said, bro. He yelled at me, fat ass. As he was eating a double cheeseburger. I actually wasn't that big back then. No. What happened, bro? Anyways, a heartache, bro. Do we need to go into the story, bro? All right. Anyways, AJ, tell him what happened. I'm right. <laughs> it's going to you, bro. So it's listen, but this, so, sometimes in this, in the in the whole game, even with you do, and like what you were saying, and what you what you were saying is like, it's just it's, sometimes people will come up to you and they they have a smile on their face. It's just because you've tapped into a memory that they have that brings them joy. Yeah. You know, or like even with me and Momo, like sometimes just off the wall jokes that we do people be like oh that one joke you do like that was hilarious and mm-hmm. I laugh about it every time I think it's because you made that memory where like it just brings out those endorphins where it just yeah. makes them happy you know what I mean exactly. man fucking endorphins you using words like that now bro hey my, hey, my vernacular is quite large if you Whoa. didn't know ah, so vernacular oh. fuck what the fuck <laughs> I used to pet. I have a pretty impressive vernacular too. Really? I used to pet the endorphins. I think it's the same vernacular. It's not the size of the vernacular. It's how you use it, bro. Now I'm gonna go ahead and jump into quick topics that they were asking us on Instagram. Ag, they were asking us these random fucking topics. Um, One of the topics they asked was ghost attachments. Okay. Can a ghost be attached to you? Um, Yes or no. So typically what tends to happen is that when we do this work or we're involved with a home or a place or whatever, there are energies that will attach to us. And that could be the residual energy. We could be the residual energy could be um, the people or it could be just a spirit or entity that died very tragically. Um, Attachments are possible. Um, Some people can have them, but it's about cleansing, you know, meditating, doing, uh, you know, maybe lighting some Palo Santo, but, you know, doing some certain rituals of that nature. And so when you kind of focus on these things that are going to help you kind of clear the energy, it's kind of like clearing the energy out of your home as well. So I always recommend to people when you light certain things like sage or, you know, incense and things of that nature. Now, what is Palo Santo? It's basically like holy wood. It's basically uh, Native American um, wood or a tree. And uh, most people don't like to light it because certain companies will actually chop that down. And it's indigenous. Yeah. He has it actually on his hat, and it's indigenous. So you actually find companies that will actually use like a dick the Santo that's on the floor, and it's actually not being cut down. It's not just uh, you know causing the tree to be torn down and be diminished and things of that nature. So they kind of like use all the scrappings on the floor, which works the same thing. It's just your lighting. It's just kind of clear the energy. But is it a certain kind of tree though? Like a, yeah, it's comes from genus. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know exactly what, what type of tree. He just fucking said, bro. Uh, pay attention. No, he said a tree. He didn't say what kind of tree. Yeah, I don't oh, know exactly what type sorry, of tree. Sorry, was he a botanist, bro? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm just asking because like, I don't know much about the whole cleansing thing. You know? Yeah. Well, I know. Everyone, I can every, smell you from right here, motherfucker. <laughs> well, everyone has a way of cleansing and doing these things, but, but it just depends. But I always recommend to people to meditate, detach, to talk to that entity, talk to that spirit. When I say entity... I don't mean entity as like a bad scary. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't mean it's a bad energy. People hear entity or the movie entity. They, they think, think it's, it's a demon. Demon. Entity yeah. just means energy, spirit. Right. Absolutely. And so when we talk about that, it's about how you clear it and how you communicate with that. So when I go do you know home investigations or business or you know any of any place I go to where they want me to investigate this location. I go there as a skeptic. Like, I'm there to debunk everything. Like, I'm like, oh, you have rats in your attic. It's a raccoon. It's this and that. And and sometimes it's really just that. It's not anything paranormal, you know? And people have a psychological thought because of what they're experiencing. And I remember going, you know, I, I was shooting a show, like, 11 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. It was From Beyond. 
and we would go to different homes and this and that. And, you know, they would say it was like, oh, it's like paranormal. And I would go in the home, I'm like, they ain't shit here. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. Like, and people want to create the energy because they have their own fear of like what may be out there. So oftentimes I know people are fear yeah. of the unknown, not so much of what they're actually experiencing. I mean, also, I'd rather have you tell me it's a ghost and I need new, I need the new pipes. Right, exactly. It's fucking, right. you know, yeah, because sixty five thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> when I could just buy twelve dollars with the safety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? Well, you know, I was doing a reading for a gal. She came for a private reading. This is about maybe two weeks ago, and I was bringing it through her. I think her mother and her brother that came through and this and that. And uh, afterwards, towards the end of the reading, I thought I was done. I'm like, okay, we're done. Like goodbye, whatever. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit. I go like. I go, you need, I forgot what I said. I said, there's something about your, your foundation of your house. I see it like broken or falling off and this and that. She goes, she literally kind of like closed her mouth and put her hand over her mouth. She goes, oh my gosh. She goes like, I can't even live in that, in that house now because it's falling apart. The foundation. I said, you need to get that fixed because I'm seeing there is some sort of cautionary energy. I don't want to say danger because if I say danger, someone's going to create that energy and cause that danger in their own life. So I don't just be cautious of that because as a medium, as an intuitive, I have to be careful what I say and how I say it because I don't want someone to get in an event or get it in some sort of thing. So if I'm reading for someone at any event, I go like, I see an accident. That's bad taboo. That's well, you not, told me when yeah. we first met, remember? Oh, yeah. That happened to yeah, us. You can, share, you can share it. Yeah, sure. When, when we first met, yeah. you, I, I was, we, we met through a, a mutual friend in college and we invited him to a house party. Who I don't talk to anymore. Neither of us. Neither of us <laughs> talk to him. We, it's fucking sad. We don't talk to him, but we talk to each other. <laughs> you went to college? Bro? Yeah, I went to college. Um, <laughs> I actually have two degrees, <laughs> two bachelor's degrees. <laughs> I know. What am I doing? Um, we met and we, we party, bro. We party that night. That's when I first met him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I talked to dead people. I said, the fuck up. Dude. Right, right. Yeah, I just met him that night. Because, right? I mean, how many 18-year-olds? I mean, no, you're like 20. I think, I think it was about met. 20, yeah. About well, 20, how 21. How many 20-year-olds fucking have their yeah. own house in fucking Covina with <laughs> a nice car? And I'm like, what's the motherfucker do? Like early 30s? <laughs> huh? Early 30s, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so when we met, I was like, what does this motherfucker do? And then uh, I remember I went to his house. We brought all these girls. We were having a good time. And then we got fucked up. And I'm like, I got to. Oh, that was. <laughs> we were both uh, yeah, They know. Yeah. So you're, yeah. Like, you're like a They all know what we did. You're like way older than AJ. No. no. I'm 30. I'm 30. How old am I? 38. I'm 36. Okay. I'll be 36 this year. Yeah. In April. Yeah, we're about the same age yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. So we're fucking. Because he said twenty, and I was like, "That's a long time ago." Like, it was yeah. a long time ago. Well, so it was. We're, well, it was <laughs> we're, so we're. You said so, I'm just going by the math because that's sixteen years ago. You know. Oh, okay, you, you see the you see the fucking questions he asked, bro. You see, you see. I'm just here. This is why we fight on the fucking. This is why we haven't done the podcast in a long time. We got Geraldo Rivera over here. We're gonna go look for Al Capone's treasure after this. We're gonna go find who killed Jimmy Hoffa, bro. So. We we're leaving, the Irishman and, he's, you, and he was telling me, he's like, listen, um, don't leave right now. I'm like, but we got to go because this chick might want to party. I want to leave now. And he's like, just kick back. In fact, he followed us outside, wouldn't let us go, and started a whole conversation with me. And we're front, talk- Right before they got in the car. We, yeah. we started talking for like maybe five minutes. Five minutes later, there's a big fucking car accident in front of his house across the street. Yeah. And he goes, all right, you guys can go now. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, okay, we'll see you. He's like, you're going to see me again. And yeah. soon. took the yeah. girl and home. Then, no, not even. <laughs> not even, bro. Big cock block. When she ended up freaking out, and now we had to talk about what happened. Right. He right. Back, so she's she like, back to AJ's like, you owe me money for the roof. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so we go, she's like, let's just go get her mind off things. So we went to fucking Denny's up down the street. 
And then there's fucking AJ picking up an order as he's like, I told you you see me again. Yeah. <laughs> what you get, bro? Moons over Miami? I got moons over Miami. Moons over Miami. <laughs> okay, so that's when we like, that's when we, and we started partying. Yeah. You know, we, we ended up going out, going places, and, and we started our own little paranormal investigating team. And, and right. uh, yeah, that's how it all fucking came together. We've been, I remember the stories from back in the You days. know, he booked me a lot of Chicano. I remember, because of, I remember one time I did that house party he booked me for. Was Rocky Padilla? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got fucked, dude. So we got wasted at this party, and AJ tells me because I didn't learn how to drive till I was in my late twenties, and I always had a fear of driving. I had a fear of driving, and then one time we got fucked up, and he goes, "You know what? You don't drive, dog, because you died in a black car in a past life." <laughs> and I'm like. Shut up. He goes, yeah, bro, to that's what happened. To this day, he's never been in a black car. <laughs> to this day, I have fear against black cars. So he calls me, he tells me, and then, and then that night we get wasted. And I live in I live in Costa Mesa, and he lives in, we were in Covina. And I'm like, hey, man, can I get a ride home? And he goes, yeah, man, or we just go to my house, because he lived down the street. And we were both drunk, so his brother was going to drive us, but he was fucked up, too. So he's like, you know what, I'll just give you a ride, bro, let's go. So we get in the truck. And we and, and it's a black truck, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'll spend the night at your house, bro. Which I didn't want to because if anybody's ever been to his house, it is that's that's haunted. that's where the ghosts stay because yeah. that's where he has the readings, so they all wait for their people to come back. So he had this long fucking hallway with mirrors. Yeah, I remember one time for I peed in a fucking. <laughs> I think it was your sister's room. I think I peed in one of her fucking vases. <laughs> Because I want to go to the restroom. That's but, how scary. But you I know was. what? No one would want to go down that hallway. It was a long hallway with mirrors, and people would because always Because he had out. fucking ghost dogs, bro. Right? Oh, you remember? Would, yeah. You would sit down, and next to you, the chair would, the, the seat cushion would go in. Yeah. And no, I'm or like, people AJ. would actually, or people would actually hear like click, 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 like a dog walking. The blinds. Yeah. The, the blinds, blinds would move like they were going back and forth. Oh yeah, we used to have like, a what lot the fuck of stuff. Dogs, bro. Yeah. Well, you know, it was so funny was because. That or a ghost of a tweaker looking for the cops. Well, right. well, no, it's so crazy because. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I when we first moved into the place, like I remember when we were working on it, I remember my dad and other family members and you know cousins and whatever were all there, and they go, oh, when did you, where's where's your dog or when did you get the dog? I'm like, what dog? And I would act stupid. I'm like. They go with that black dog. I'm like, oh shit. I go, you see it too? They start laughing. I'm like, no, I mean, like, seriously, you see it too? And for me, a lot of people would experience the black dog. And it was a big dog, like a lab. It was a big or, yeah. fucking dog, man. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't experience it till one day I was like, there's something wrong. He's like, no, there's not. It's fine. Because <laughs> he, stopped, he stopped telling me because the more he would tell me, the more I wouldn't want to go to his house. Right. <laughs> so I remember one time I took my cousins and my cousins went to the park to him because he, AJ was like the first. He was like, before he got fucking married, he was uh, that dude, um, Van, he was like Van Wilder. <laughs> Shit, don't say that. <laughs> he was Do like, not say that. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I met her there. She no, went, you did not meet her there. She went there after. Maybe one of her, one, for a party, on. maybe. I remember because yeah. she came on to help us out to be like a press. Uh, yeah, press, press do, do the copywriting. Yeah, also. yeah, that's when we first met her. At, I met her at the last house party you had there. Yeah, but we weren't dating or anything at all. We, no. we I think we both, but we both got some really toxic relationships. And no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was in. I was. I remember the last toxic relationship you were in. She was crazy. Yeah, she crazy. was. Bro. She was crazy. Yeah. Right Turns out, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, she was crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
But we don't speak of that no more. <laughs> big chunk of beer. He's like, it's crazy, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The well's getting dry over here. I know, no. right? <laughs> no, but that's that's pretty much like how, you know, when you find out one of your friends has a gift, it, it tri- right. trips you out. So, you know, ages started reading people around me, and I always thought, you know, this is not, this, this motherfucker is good. He's he's knows how to bullshit really, really well until he... We saw something together. We, we experienced a few things together. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. he's uh, fucking legit. Have you ever, how does it start, bro? I mean, we never, we talk about it, but we never really get in, like right now. How do you tap into people? So for me, it's just about energy. So what I typically do, I do I have a process of meditating, prayer, rosary, whatever it is. Like it depends on the person's, I guess, understanding you know, of mediumship because people see things on television they expect like oh they're gonna be like you know it's a direct conversation i'm talking to spirit they're talking to me in my ear but the way i work is everything's more of a thought so when i'm saying like oh they're talking to me it's more of a thought i hear my own self thinking and speaking and they're delivering the information too they will show me my own loved ones so if they show me my mom my dad a cousin whatever it could be their name their birthday how they passed they're living their conditions it could be many different things now how does it start yeah. real quick yeah. like, i know and how does it start though like what do you get a pool or yeah, does it's, it it's more of a yeah it's more of a pool a feeling you know of what i get pulled to it's just like when i do my events i just get pulled to someone and i'm like okay person you know in this section or third row yeah. back stand up i got so and so here please stand up and basically that's how i now, work what yeah. what when you first got here and and uh like are you feeling any pulls here oh no hold on, let me tell when, when he first got here <laughs> he always does this he always i'm not saying you he always does this when he when he when he first <laughs> when he first got here um we were talking a little bit and then we walked outside but on the way out you Did said something you said though? something to me yeah you always do um, you said something to me. You said this is going to be interesting. Yeah. What happened? Well, I think it's just the energy in itself is just different than maybe most podcasts or more, most things I've done. And I think it's more so just the energy of maybe the people, the place. It could be different things. And maybe that's some of the things that you are experiencing because of what's being generated here in this building. But I always tell people like when energy, when I walk into a home, I can feel dizzy. I can feel nauseated. I can feel happy, excited, or have this unknown feeling because it's an unknown energy that I feel like, like I don't know why it's gonna be interesting, but I just feel like that it might be something different. Yeah, because I feel something right now, and you know, I don't know if anybody knows something that I've ever talked about this, but sometimes, well, what, because of AJ, I would I kind of inherited a slight, um, in, intuitive power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it happened working with him, and it, it never used to happen before. Now I, I kind of hate it because I don't know how to use it or adjust to it. But I have this feeling of just going in circles like crazy right now. And that could be just what you're picking up. It could be the vibration. You're so sensitive to that information, what you're trying to pick up here. And I think it's just either, again, you're very sensitive to that information. But I always tell people then, what does that feeling represent to you? What does it mean? What do you feel pulled to? Why do you feel pulled to that person? And what's coming through in that moment? See, so that's, that's that what moment, I want. Why yeah, do you yeah. feel pulled to someone? So that's how, because I have no pool with anybody right now. But you're, I just, you're I just, just hungry, bro. Maybe that's just <laughs> hunger. It's that fucking diet, bro. You're, you're, you're pulled to the kitchen right now, bro. It is like, like I feel this, like this, just, just like, like this, like it's a circle around us, like we're in the middle of a tornado, and I just feel like only this exists right now, and we have to focus on this. Right. But I've never ever felt that with you. Yeah, I think it may just be the energy. Like one thing that I do want to bring up here, and I'm probably just gonna jump right into this. If you don't mind, no, go I don't it. even know who I'm with or who it goes to, but um, this may sound very interesting what I'm going to go into, but um, 
one thing I want to probably go into, and this may sound bizarre, I do a lot of law enforcement stuff and missing persons and homicide, but would there be someone that actually has gone missing, like a female that has gone missing for someone that is passed over, though, that is connected to either one of you guys? Hold the microphone. Your sister? Hold the microphone. Hold on, hold on. I don't know. Okay, hold, hold it. Go ahead. Uh, my sister. Um, she went missing? She went missing for oh, a little bit. Okay, that's all. Is she passed over? Yes. Okay, I need to acknowledge here. I feel like this woman is stepping forward and coming through in a very significant way. Um, I don't know if she passed many years ago or recently, but I feel like that she wants to talk about the missing situation because I feel like it was very critical in her life before she passed over, if that makes any sense. And I feel like when she talks about herself, I may misinterpret something here, but I don't know if her if she went missing due to her own actions or her own actions caused her to go missing, but there's a sense of responsibility that she puts around herself, if that makes any sense. Does that, okay. And when she talks about this, she's also bringing up for me that would there be a sense of like, say, Nellie, Nicole, Nancy, Nina, or something like that connected here, either still living or past? My name's Nicole. <laughs> well, I know you're Nicole, but would there be a different reference then? Why should then bring you up? Would there be like, say, would I have to call you like, say, I don't want to sound so cliche, but by like, say, Nikki or by a different end name, not just by Nicole then? Yeah, they call me Nick or Nikki. I don't think it's that, though. I feel like there's a bigger meaning to this. Why is also the month of June significant to you? My mom's birthday. Okay, yeah. So, so I think it's her way then acknowledging your mom or acknowledging you guys. Mom is still living, please? Yes. Let your mom know that her sister comes through or her daughter comes through and recognizes her saying thank you for doing that. Also, she's bringing through a separate gentleman who's passed over. Again, I don't know who I'm with, but there's a separate gentleman who is passed over. There's like a Danny, Donald, Don, or something like that that is passed over. This is an older gentleman who is passed over that I don't see as being like a grandfather. This would be someone that who's much younger in life, but I feel like there's a sense of being authority in some ways. So I feel like this is a gentleman that's passed over either for one of you guys here. Anybody? You have anybody with the D that's passed on? And I feel like his passing, I feel like he died when he was much older, not, not much older in life. I would say maybe in his 40s or 50s. I still feel like there's a fairly fairly young energy that is connected here. And there's something about him that he comes through that he wants to acknowledge, like, this is my way coming through. I have an uncle Danny that passed away. Okay, so I'm with you. So I, um, were you close with him at all in life? You don't mind me asking? Uh, yeah, he would pick me up with my cousin, Danny. Okay, so. just know that this is his way coming through and expressing his love to you, courtesy of your sister. And I just believe that they're kind of over there together as family. I feel like when your uncle comes through, is that's your uncle though, correct? Yes. But you also have, you said you have a cousin named Danny then, or Daniel, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just his way of acknowledging his son. So if you still talk with his son, can you let him know dad comes through and expresses that love to you? Yeah. I don't know if either for one of you guys, they're making you feel like I need to say happy birthday, happy birthday. So is we, Either one of your birthdays coming up or just passed? February. Okay, happy birthday. So just know this is his way expressing his love to you and validating you, knowing that he's here celebrating your life. What I love about your uncle, though, he's a smart ass when he comes through. Yeah. There's a sense with him that he's making you feel like, don't not worry about me. Do not, like, worry. Like, he's more of a sailor mouth. He's just cussing. And I just feel like this yeah. is almost like things are like, excuse my language, but shit's fine, basically. And I think it's his way recognizing that with you and validating the family. Now, what's interesting about him, though, is that his passing seems very sudden, but not unexpected. It. So was he aware what was physically going on with him or Leukemia. because, okay, yeah, because I don't feel like this was like a heart attack, a stroke. I feel like there was a very lengthy process about his passing, but I feel like whatever you guys couldn't do medical wise, he's made me feel like, thank you. He's made me feel like it's important to say thank you for like respecting his rights or doing what was right for him because I feel like everything was done on a medical level, but there's no way preventing his passing. Does that make sense? Yes. Is this his mom's side? 
uh, my dad's. Okay, I need to acknowledge the mom side. So would there then also be a separate, um, give me one second. Well, does it sound weird? Your sister, and, and, and it just, um, I want to be clear on this. Did your sister go missing before she passed? She would run away a lot. So here's the thing. I don't know if I'm, I might be with you guys again or with you guys, but here's the thing. I think I may have a separate female figure than that is passed over. Here's a weird thing, and I don't want to be like too morbid or very weird about this, but was, I feel like as if someone was kidnapped or taken for like, I feel like I'm out of state. I don't feel like I'm in California. Uh, that's um, my uncle Danny, my cousin Shanique. Like she was, she was kidnapped and her body was found. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's all the connection, and okay. that's why he brought her in because of your sister and your uncle. So if this is your cousin, just see, ooh, I'm getting emotional. I want to let you know in a very positive and emotional and straightforward approach that she did not suffer. And I think it's important for you guys to recognize this because I feel like what happened in those moments, I feel like it was so quick and so sudden. I really don't feel like there was moments of her really to defend or fight back in herself. And I really believe the intentions were as if someone was obviously um, watching her, where it was premeditated. I don't think this was like anything that was set up, but obviously someone had the motives to go in this, in this situation where I feel like as if she did not know what was going on because I really believe and I don't know how well you know your cousin but I believe in some ways perhaps she was very um, what's the word I want to use um, AJ um, yeah. I would just ask frustration yeah frustration screaming yeah I think it's more so what she couldn't do I really believe that you can, ex- you can express it what you're saying I really believe that that's why um, you're feeling that when you, were, when you couldn't find the right words and you were trying to explain things Something was screaming in my face. Frustrated as fuck, screaming horror, like frustrated. But after you said something, it was a calm. Went away. It was like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's what I wanted to get through. It's a calm. And I've never, ever fucking experienced this when he does a read. Ever, huh? Right. I've never told you this. I've never stopped and told you something, but... This frustration was so fucking that I was getting anxiety. I don't know if you saw me drink water. I got I got an anxiety attack. Um, just like yelling, like right here, didn't want to leave my face. And then right when you came through, it, it went away. Well, I think it's her way of trying to get her message across to you guys. Now, how is that cousin connected to you? Is it immediate cousin? Do you still have any connection with that family at all whatsoever? Well, that's, um, my uncle Danny that you said came through. Yeah, that's his daughter. Oh, that's why. See, I did not get why you said that. Now it makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. So this might be his way that letting you know that they're together on their side in a very beautiful way. And I think it's her way of validating herself. What I can say about, you said her name was Shanice or something Shanique. like that. Shanique. Um, not me, just for the skeptics or those of that nature. But what I can say, once she comes through, she's a very, what I can, what's the word I want to use? I want to use it in a very positive way. Um, um, I don't even want to, I don't want to use the word cocky, but a sense of like being like as if people love me. And I don't know how to describe it, but there's a sense Dangerous. of like, grat- like gratitude. It's almost a sense of like people would gravitate towards her, but there's a sense that she wants to apologize for not really having that opportunity to say goodbye to you and the family. And I think it's very significant for you guys to understand that. There's also a reference either back for you or for you. Um, they're bringing up my wedding anniversary month, so I know the month of September is significant. So why is September connected here for you guys? 
this would be either like a birthday, death anniversary, a wedding specifically that would be connected here. I think I'm more with you, Rick, right, Rick? I think I'm more so with you than your wife. And I think it's where I want to be connected to. If it's not September, then I need to acknowledge the 9th of a month, like January 9th, February 9th. There's a big 9th that they're bringing up here that is significant that I need to identify with. If it doesn't make sense now, that's okay. My job is not to make it fit. But long as I deliver the information, I think it's very, very important to give that to across to you guys. Yeah, I think it's her. I think it's uh, her, her great-grandma. It might be her way then stepping forward and coming through saying, like, I'm here. I'm not 100% sure. But it might be their way stepping forward and coming through in that form. Separate from that, I don't know if I'm going to get a little bit too personal here. I don't know if I'm with you guys or, again, or switching. But would there be a younger male that's passed over for you guys? Like a child or a nephew or something like that we need to bring up here? Um, <clears throat> like how young? Like, a like someone that's obviously younger than you guys. Oh. Um, no, I just, I mean, the only person younger than me would be like my best friend, but he was like 21. That would be younger than you. So I need to identify, he, this might be his way of stepping forward and coming through. Here's the thing that I need to acknowledge with him. He's meaning like that he wants to get your attention because he's almost like rattling the cage. And I really believe when he was like that in live, he, was, he would get your attention saying like, I want to have all the attention. So I feel like maybe your cousin is bringing through him because he may have a similar personality, outgoing, things of that nature. And I think it's his way of coming through, validate that. I want to be respectful here because there's going to be two things that are either one, I may misinterpret or I may not understand what he's talking about. I don't know if you know, know a lot about your friend, you said your friend's passing or your cousin's passing, but here's the thing. I don't know if he's talking about either one, he internally bled out or either two, there was something, some sort of a rupture that happened in his stomach or in his body that he had like bleeding. There's something about this that makes, yes? Yeah. Okay. I need to validate that he wants to recognize that he's not going through that process or going through that pain because he's making me feel like that's important for you to know that he's evolving and growing on the other side. I feel like that in his life today, I don't want to say he was an angel, to be quite honest, but I feel like he absolutely had a checkered past in a huge way. And he's saying, you know what? I'm fixing myself. I'm working on myself. I may misinterpret something here, but I really believe it's important for you to know there was no goodbyes in this moment. And I think it's his way of saying, do not worry about saying goodbye to him because it's important for you to know there's no goodbyes. There's no goodbyes. And I think it's his way of recognizing you in this moment to validate not only his love, but his appreciation and gratitude to you for being here today. Because this podcast, this thing, right, what we're doing now yeah. would not happen if you did not allow this to happen about you open up your 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 restaurant, your shop here. I mean, this is what the energy is flowing from. And I think because he recognized that, did he know what you did for a living? No, okay. I think this is why he's recognizing you in such a huge way, saying thank you for being here. Like you, not me, but thank you for being here. Because I think you kind of devalue yourself of who you are as an individual, that you never recognize how worthy you were or currently are now. And I see him putting you on this pedestal, saying I'm here for you. Something interesting that I do want to bring up here, I don't know if he was like um, very quick in life or very, um, not quick, but the word I want to use is almost like, to the point. It's almost like he wants to get to the point. There's no bullshit around him. And I feel like in some ways, I really believe I kind of want to do this kind of like love to you. And in some ways, saying like I want to pay that respect to you. But it's not even a fist pump. It's almost like I want to give my love to you in a way saying we're still brothers. We're not friends. We're brothers. And I really believe you guys were soul brothers, to be quite honest, on the physical level that he wants to recognize that around you. There's something interesting with him because when he does bring up himself, I feel like there's something unique either what you may have done or either what you did for him physically. 
was there something that someone actually done either with some someone honored him either say with his car or with the car or somehow in some ways there's something about that that he's bringing up here yeah at his funeral i, I wrote a poem about him and his car thank you for doing that this is his way letting you know his soul and spirit was with you in that very moment and this is his way honoring you and thank you for doing that so see this as his way coming through and truly expressing his love to you all right guys I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with that there and thank you for allowing me to do this for you guys thank you damn thank so you. um rick what are you feeling i mean i know it's overwhelming but it's overwhelming aside yeah. from the emotion going through right now what you just witnessed how fucking trippy is it doc Man, I'm founded right now. It's like you know, like, you, know you and I are, are raised almost the same. The things we believe spiritually, and the things we were meant, and sometimes forced to believe in. Yeah. This is not part of it. Okay, we got something going on right here. Yeah. Hey, um, sorry, and uh, finish. Okay. Finish. This, uh, this needs to happen. You need. You need to discuss this. Okay. Well, just real quick, and what I want, what I want to say, does what happened that day when we were over there? What did I tell you? You did. Uh, he was with me. Tell him. Yeah, he said that there was somebody younger, like twenty, twenty-one, with me, and you know, I've always felt that Robert was with me. And when you said brother, I never said that he was like a brother to me, but um, my tattoo says beloved brother. This is his way validating that what you did to honor him. Again, like you're, he's truly really your soul brother, regardless of here and there. He's still here for you today, which is a beautiful thing. And the fact that you're able to recognize that, it's an amazing thing for you, truly. Yes. What validation, I mean, besides the, the ones you gave him, but you, you said to Rick, hey man, you, sometimes you, you know how to read people. Does, are, are you saying to us, and I know like you say, medium should, you know, when you say it's a medium, be careful how you say it. Right, right. You don't absolutely. want to change anybody's thing. What he's going through, he's a good guy. Absolutely, but, but I think with, with you, Rick, um, again, I don't know you personally, but I just know you just from today, there's a lot of healing that needs to happen within than outwards. And for you, you become this sponge where you take everything in and you hold it so tight and you're afraid to let go because when you let it go, it's like, I'm gonna lose everything. You're fear of letting go and I want you to do this emotionally for yourself when you're ready to let go of those emotions saying, you know what? They're gone, this is gone, the emotions, the pain, the anxiety, whatever you're dealing with, even separate from death, it could be stress, everything else, it's hard for you to let go because you're afraid when you let go, there's not gonna be anyone or anything left behind. What I can tell you from the universe and for yourself, you have a great support team, your wife that's here with you, and I want you to know you have someone to lean on to, but it's hard for you to really let go. And it could be from business, family, relationships, kids, and things of that nature. It's very significant for you to recognize those things in your life, saying, you know what, I'm good enough and they're with me. And I think it's hard for you to give yourself those accolades, if that makes any sense. It makes, yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah. Nicole will agree with you. She's probably sitting, I can't see her, but she's probably not here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but this is crazy, guys. You guys witness, you know, like, yeah. um, I don't know if, if it's okay to share, like, on some. Please, study. absolutely, please. So you, you mentioned about the internal bleeding, like, um, Robert was, uh, uh, someone was pulled up next to him and, his window was barely cracked on the passenger side and they shot oh my God. through that little crack and hit him in the forehead. Um, so he was uh, uh, comatose, like in a coma uh, on life support and I held his hand when they um, disconnected the life support uh, because of the internal bleeding on his brain and the swelling on his brain. 
and you know I watched the discoloration in his body and talked to him and I, I was talking to him and wasn't getting a response but just one tear and that vision is stuck with me for a Right, because what happens in those moments, we, we feel like when someone is in a coma in a vegetative state, we feel like that, oh, they can't hear us. But what I've known for the years of me doing this work, I know that they're aware of it. I know their soul is still there. They may be in another body, but they're still there. That is a validation, a personal validation that you can walk away with, not from me, but from him to let you know, I was listening and I was aware. And I want you to take that with you and heal from that and say, you know what? He did listen to me. So don't feel sad. Yeah. Feel happy that uh, he was aware of that. These are tears of joy. I'm uh, happy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is um, two things I was I was really uh, hoping would happen tonight is that Robert would come through and her sister would come through. Oh. And wow. Because my grandma just passed in October, but my grandmother, um, the priest from our church said, your grandma was a blessed woman. There's nothing to be worried I, about. I was going to say that because there's a different grieving, there's a different type of grief from your grandmother that made these other people. And I'm going to put this, put this on, on out there. You mentioned your grandmother's name at a painting here. So to me, I was like, okay, if she's going to come through, she's going to come through to me in a different way, a different name, a different this and that, to make my work validate that experience for you. And the fact that you asked about it, it shows, one, that you understand it and accept it, your grandmother's passing, not her sisters, not your uncles, not your cousins, not your friends, which is why they need to come through because there's a lot of healing that needs to happen here for you. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for allowing thank me you. to do this no, for you. So you. you got pulled. Where'd you get pulled to? You got pulled to Jonathan. To Jonathan. So one thing, and do you mind? No. So, so one thing that I had to bring up with Jonathan is I, one thing I had to bring up here was I felt like there was a father figure that was passed over for him. And I asked you, your dad is passed, yeah. right? Yeah. So I need to let you know your dad is stepping forward when he comes through. Here's the interesting thing, though, is that when he steps forward here, I want to be very respectful. I don't know if you, here's the thing. When he comes through, I don't feel like there's a lot of like, I miss you, I love you, and things of that nature. So I feel like either one, either he wasn't a man that was able to express that love to you, or two, there had been like either some sort of physical or emotional disconnect that was there before he passed over. Does that make sense, please? Yeah, like okay. he was never in my life. Okay, I want to let you know, see this as his way, being part of your life today and being with you. I don't know how often you think about your dad or talk about your dad, but I do believe those spirits that need to come through need to recognize you. Because the same way that this gentleman was raised on a pedestal mm -hmm. is the same way your father puts you on a pedestal. So even though he wasn't maybe the best dad or got the best dad award, yeah. I still see this man as being part of your life and recognizing you. But what's interesting with him, though, is I feel like it's important for you to kind of live your own life and do you and focus on you. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of sense of, um, I don't even want to say insecurities, but a more of a sense of fear like am i moving in the right direction is this the right thing for me and i feel like that he wants to kind of give you, give you this sense of peace and recognition around you of what you're doing in your own personal life they're also making me feel like oh, i need to acknowledge the month of may being significant so why is may significant to you or to your mom specifically may if it's not that it's gonna be like the fifth of a month like april 5th march 5th there's a big five that he's bringing up here that is connected here a big five yeah um not the well, store but <laughs> my my nephew turns five in May. Okay, this might just be his way, letting you know that he's part of your life and he still sees what's happening in your life today and recognizing you. What I have to bring up here with your father, and I don't want to be, I, and I want to be very respectful, and I hope I don't step on any toes here. Um, do you mind? No, if I no, okay, no, here's the thing. Did you not? How do you say this the right way? Were you unaware of what happened to your dad? I mean, like his passing, or aware that? say that he passed away and then you only knew about the services uh no i knew how he died like 
I know how he got. He's removing you from his passing. So was again there. There might be something that he's bringing up here, as if you weren't involved in that time period. You weren't aware what was going on here. There's something about that that makes you feel like I need to identify that to kind of remove maybe responsibility or guilt or worry around you. So if you feel like that, I wish I could have spent more time. I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have et cetera, et cetera. He's making it like that he wants to take on that responsibility, saying like okay. he takes that on and wishes that he could have done more of that time with you as family, yeah. with your mom and things of that nature. And I think it's his way of paying that gratitude. The same way this gentleman did over here is the same way they want to come to validate you. They're bringing up my brother, so I know there's going to be two references here. Would there be like a like an Anthony, Andrew, Angela, or Angie like that connected here? Like the A-N name connected here specifically? A-N, um, Still living, not passed over. And connect this to your A-N. dad's, yeah. Okay. If it doesn't make sense now, that's okay. Well, just my mom's name is Anna. Yeah, so this might just be his way of recognizing then your mom and validating that. So just know this is your dad's way of recognizing that and validating the process for you guys. And one last thing, are you connected to October? Or what's Oct- why is October significant? That's when he died. Okay, Yeah. so just see this as your dad's way coming through and express his love to you, yeah. okay? So thank you for being open. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, that's, that's it's a trip, crazy. right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, and I think it's funny how we're all laughing yeah. and then suddenly we all but it, get but quiet. It's, <laughs> but it's <laughs> healing and, and it's emotional. It's fun. Like, I mean, for you, Hefty, it's the same thing. Like, oh, a perfect sometimes, tool. Sometimes, fuck him. sometimes so you just you come through with so much info. Like, It's hard to digest. Not, it's not that. It's like, for us, he knows we, how to digest, we have to, we have to, <laughs> for us, we have to remember. So, yeah. so sometimes a lot of stuff we've blocked out. So sometimes you'll be like, this, this, and this month, and then you're just like, can we close you know ourselves I mean? to that? Because I know a lot of times when I'm with you, I close myself to you. Like how? Like, <laughs> no, like it's energetically? Clo- it's, I don't think like, it's closing yourself out. It's just like no, sometimes. I'm talking about me. Like, when, whenever he's around me. Like I, not being read, right? I, I try. Right. And, and, you know, it's funny because we, you know, whenever we see each other, I, I just go, I'm a, I say to my spirits, I'm going to be with AJ tomorrow. So nobody fucking say shit. I swear well, to you. Last thing, one last thing. Sorry to interrupt oh. you. You mentioned someone who passed over earlier in the hallway. What was the name? Uh, it was a J name. Uh, I didn't say anything. You did, you did. You did. Because I'm very cynical what I do. But there was a J name that you said that passed away. No. No? No, but my friend J. Are you... Shit. Yeah. yeah I, I keep on seeing a big J right in front of you, just like flashing in front of me. Is it just the name J or was yeah, it? J Bird or Jason. Okay. I want to let you know he's here with you, too. Yeah, I just got a big J just flashing in front of me, like, J, 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 J. Did you say hallway? Passed yeah. away in the hallway? Or no, no we I th- were walking when we were walking hallway. around, I thought he would mention, like, oh, this is, is like... Is there anything of his artwork around here? Just his tattoo. And, and, and he was... Nicole had a birthday party for me, and they, they surprised me by showing up. Um, the last people I thought she'd invite, um, but they showed up, and we had, like, the best time. Well... And he left the party and passed away. Just know that he's still partying on the side. I mean that with honesty, not to joke around, but meaning that the party still lives on with you guys. Like, we're still family. I really believe why he's bringing up, like, I just saw, like, Jay literally running from your face. I'm like, Jay, Jay, Jay. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I need to acknowledge here. I just feel like that he's still part of the hallways then, basically, because I feel like as if we were, I, I feel like as if we were walking down the halls, this guy was with us, to I, be honest. I would, I would talk, because we lived together briefly and i would tell him like one day i'm gonna open a restaurant oh oh my god not supposed to make make the medium emotional but i really believe this is his way saying like he's working with you he's with you when you do this 
Super cool. You have a lot of people yeah. behind cool. you, Rick. Absolutely, Rick. Honestly, like, really cool. Man. We can't even get a fucking... This guy over here. Look at that, bro. Which we, we need to be like him, bro. Oh, thank you. We can't get thank people. You. We can't thank even you. get people to go to our shows. <laughs> At least not pay to go. <laughs> this motherfucker's getting people ghosts to come in and fucking still pay a cover. <laughs> Shut oh, up, fool. The fucking spirits are fucking. <laughs> we're here to support you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they the couldn't even fucking is, go uh, to Eventbrite. <laughs> these, all these, all these, all these people that are so important to me in my life. Like, um, I've never mentioned my uncle Danny to my wife. And there's no reason that I would bring him up, but when you asked immediately for some reason, my Uncle Danny popped in. There would mm. be no reason that I would bring up my Uncle Danny. And you got quiet for a little bit. You wouldn't tell us. You weren't sure. It was, it was, yeah, it was strange to me. But something was telling me it's, it's your Uncle Danny. Wow. But it's like that situation. Like, he hits you with the info, and you got to be, like, processing yeah, it. Yeah, Because that's how hefty. Because everybody I've seen, because I've seen him do this to fucking people on the street randomly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm. whenever he does it, they go blank and they have this yeah. look on their face like it's denial. It's like you're fucking with me. It's more shock, I think, than anything else. How do you know? Who do you know? Who talked to you? Who well, talked got, to you? What yeah. got me yeah. is, is, is the uh, wittiness because that's where I get my sarcasm from is my uh. Uncle Danny. And I was young, but I would hear him. He would teach. He taught me and my cousin Danny like about being men. Like if, if one of you is getting your ass kicked, the other one better get his ass it's kicked, kicked too. too. Right. And I agree. You know, he was he would cuss so much and be so sarcastic that my aunt would yell at him and get mad. But, you know, he would always tell us, you got to be on your toes. Someone says something, you better be ready to respond with them, with a, something better. Wow. And that's my Uncle Danny. Isn't that crazy? I, I, mean, I think these are part of these soul lessons. I call them soul lessons from the spirit world. And when they come through, I think it's very significant for us to recognize them. But, you know, I've been doing this work for 16 years. And, you know, like I'm so used to people being shocked or can't remember and this and that, which is why I tell people, just hold on to it. It'll come back to you. But if they give me the information again, I know either one, I'm misinterpreting something, or two, they're not recognizing what I'm saying. So I always stick to my information. And if you haven't watched, you know, I mean, you've been around my work. Like, I, I'm very adamant at what I get and what I, what I do because I've been doing this for so long. I know, like, what I get is what I get. Right. And I don't mind being wrong, and I can be wrong. And I'll tell people, like, I might be wrong. I might misinterpret this, which is why I said this yeah. with your, your cousin because I feel like there's something unique about his passing that doesn't feel like it was just – a shooting, but there's something, a scenario that surrounded his passing that makes you feel like that he was can be, different. Well, he like, can be a dig, bro. Like, he'll tell you, no, not oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll oh, yeah. tell you, like, I will. no, what? I'm not talking to fucking you. Somebody, you know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I explained yeah, what I, happened to, to Robert and to Jay and, and to my Uncle Danny. Yeah. But when you talked about my cousin, Shanique, um, you know, like I said, even about describing Robert as my brother, like he's tattooed on my arm as my brother. Um, That's awesome, man. Uh, his family wanted me in the room with him because I was like his brother. Like, yeah. We've known each other since we were in daycare and um <clears throat> but my cousin shanique when you said she wants me to know that she didn't suffer um i had just met nicole when she was murdered um oh she was God. beat to death and then given drugs oh, to overdose her mm -hmm. and so that they called it an overdose and <sighs> we kind of knew who it was but we didn't have the facts and yeah i was i mean that's probably the angriest she's ever seen me where i just saw red you know and I just picturing my little cousin suffering and but what you said today that man and, and in a very respectful way rick and i want to say this regarding your cousin specifically because of the way she came through i think it's important for you and the family to understand that whatever happened prior to her being overdosed and i want to sound morbid about it but i think she was knocked out or suffocated or something like that because i feel like 
logically, I don't feel like she, that she's there. I feel like that her soul already left the body. And I think they may have obviously set that up, which you said, yeah. with maybe drugs, pills, or something. She was knocked out. It yeah. was a head trauma. That they, yeah. yeah, because I feel like that she was already gone. Yeah. And I think and, it's important I wish I could share this with my cousin, Danny, but it, it turned him to uh, Religion. alcoholic. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, I, I don't think, I think it would be the last thing he need to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it would yeah. be the worst thing. And I think it would put him down a spiral hole if, if he did hear this. Yeah. But it's healing for the right time for the right people. And I think there's a perfect timing for all of us to be here today. Well, yeah. I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing me here and allowing you guys, allowing us here. And yeah. I mean, seriously, your hospitality well, you is amazing. You're just a friend for life now. So. Yeah, thank you. Likewise. Likewise, yeah. seriously. Watch out, bro, because it comes with fucking drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Momo, I got to dump you, man. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tell you. AJ, AJ came through with my dog. Okay. Oh, that was super cool. That was like That was super cool. That was yeah. He's like, yeah. you lost a dog. And I was like. Yeah, so, I'm like, soon, but he was, like, was like a big dog. I'm, I'm, I'm going brown. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do get animals all the time. Animals, um, they show nothing but unconditional love. So there's a reason why they wouldn't come through. What's the weirdest so, animal you ever had? Um, a ferret, a turtle. Um, what the fuck a turtle say to you, bro? Uh, well, it's oh. interesting. I was doing. I was 19 and a half. What? Huh? Say guinea pigs? Just the ones <laughs> we eat. <laughs> I think you mentioned a joke on stage. Like, don't say he has a guinea pig or something. Oh, yeah, We're at the he eats, Yeah, because he eats them, bro. I don't eat them. My culture, <laughs> okay. my culture uh, finds them as a delicate yeah. turtle. So, anyways, I was about maybe 19 and a half. I just started my career of doing radio. I was on Coast 103.5. I was doing a contract with them. And uh, I remember this lady, I was bringing through her dad and her mother and all these other people that passed over, giving, you know, their passings and names and dates and all this other stuff and she was just like in awe and all of a sudden I, bring, I said like I'm seeing this like this big ass like sea turtle like a tortoise like I'm and she starts bawling like crazy she's crying over her turtle more so than her own parents and her own family members but what happens again animals don't come through and say this is how I passed unless they come through and talk about like they had a cancer they had something like that asphyxiated them or lung cancer or uh, renal failure or kidney they'll actually bring up parts of my body to identify how they passed over it's not a conversation that i have but they'll identify either how they the passed feeling, over right? yeah and they'll talk like, about even the time they, if they passed in a certain month a certain time frame around a, like say if it happened in say december they'll show me christmas if it happened around thanksgiving halloween like they'll use yeah animals because well, so you smart. told me my dog had passed from the cancer right remember i told you oh, like, right. yeah yeah they had a tumor that had taken out yeah. and it spread the cancer yeah and they will bring up certain references so i can identify yeah. them and that's why i love when animals come through it's nothing but unconditional love. They're, they're so. pretty fucking smart. Now, yeah. I'm, now we, I'm gonna ask you a real quick question. Absolutely. Just, and then we're, we're almost done here. But one of the questions people kept on asking, so I asked online who had any questions for you. And the number one thing they kept on asking was, how do you make yourself more sensitive to receiving messages from loved ones on the other side? Oh, that's a great question. I love it. Um, my main thing is development. Development is key, prayer is key. So every time I do this work, meditation, radio, TV, and that nature, I meditate. I think right before I walked into here, I was meditating in the car, and I just meditated, cleared my mind, and opened <coughs> up the energy, and was recept uh, was hoping that the energies will come through whatever came through. Can everybody um, do that? Or we, do we all can do it. We all can meditate. You know, you, we we think of meditation like sitting on the ground with our legs crossed and saying "Om." You know what I mean? It's it's not that way. Yeah. Meditation is a great form of meditation. Do you guys remember when you guys were much younger, or even maybe even now? Um, those of us that are married, you can be sitting down watching TV and you know enjoying your TV show, and your wife or your friend or your mom, your dad, whoever's talking to you. Yeah, yeah, and they're talking to you, and then you're like, like, huh, what? 
because you're in a different zone. You're meditating on what's there on TV. You're not focusing on the energies that are around you. That is a form of meditation. So anytime you get yelled out from Nicole, just let her know, I'm meditating. I'm meditating. Yeah, I'm fucking meditating. I got a message from the other side. So. I'm <laughs> She's like, no. you're going to be meditating from the couch tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, but meditation is key in my work. Meditation is about development. It's about uh, lighting up your chakras, music. Like, I always play music. Chakras. Like, music is always playing in my house, regardless if it's, like, for meditation with clients or if it's at my office or, you know, wherever I'm at. Music is key because it's a form of vibration. Same thing what you do mm. with comedy and things that like, well, all yeah. you guys do. Like your passion for food, it's a form of vibration. It's like you love that people love your food. You love that you make people laugh. Or maybe you don't see like I'm just making people laugh. Like mm. you guys are doing things on a higher vibrational level that you guys don't see it as something maybe spiritual. But it's a form of vibration that you're sending out. It helps. So, it helps people. You're, you're absolutely. Working with, you're working with somebody. Uh, Jonathan, quick question. Do you, um, do you, did you ever believe in this stuff? Did I ever believe yeah. in stuff? Um, uh, kind of, yeah. I just had never like given it a try. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. Because well, where we're from, <laughs> thank you know, you. Where, yeah, yeah. where our parents are from, it, you know, Chihuahua, they're, uh, well, from my mom, because she was on one of the podcasts and she was crazy, but she's hilarious. hilarious. And the thing she talks about is in, in Chihuahua, they're known for the supernatural yeah. they're known for like doing we have pascualita you heard of pascualita, yeah, pascualita, yeah, it's pascualita is, a, is a doll or it's it's a, a dress shop and it's a mannequin but she's really she she was a bride that died and then they took everything out and put it as like a they bombed her yeah. yeah and her mom made her into so every time there's stories that at nighttime she goes and fucks around guys who cheat on their wives it's like a and and she's yeah. she's still there, huh? Yeah, she's still there. You can still display. go and yeah. see on display. It's also known that that's one of the biggest unions of witches every year. Oh wow! Well. In Juarez, they all get yeah. together, and I, I just said something to him, and he and he validated it. My mom would always say when she was a little girl that they would go from Juarez to Chihuahua, Chihuahua, <laughs> and on the way over there they would see the witches fly by, and the witches were these balls of fire. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you told me that. Yeah, you, my mom would tell me that. I mean, that's where we're. That's yeah. how we're from. So we're 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 superstitious motherfuckers. Yeah, she even told me that somebody had done witchcraft on my sister, my older sister. That's crazy. How do you yeah, feel about witchcraft, bro? JJ? Well, you know, I get that asked quite often, and I think it's about more of the the psyche, the state of mind. Um, and I'm very respectful of people that believe in, you know, voodoo, black magic, white magic. Regardless, it's just magic, whatever you want to call it. But I think oftentimes people will create that energy, and I think when we feed into that, we attract that energy into our soul, our mind, body, and soul. So if, if your family member said, oh, your sister has a spell or something going on or whatever, your sister's gonna tank on that energy because that's what she was taught or what to believe mm-hmm. in, and she's gonna live her life through that. And I think it's about her way changing her, her perspective and her mentality of what she's doing in her own personal life to know that she can change that pattern but also change that energy as well and it's easier yeah, to, yeah. S- to blame it on a witchcraft yeah right it's exactly. like i was gonna go look i can't find a man because someone put a spell on but me would you, <laughs> do, you, do you believe that it's like true. A, a witchcraft or spell it's very su- like suggestive right yep so absolutely like, yep so like you, you'd be like yeah. oh now you're gonna have bad luck and then like now everything that's bad luck you start feeding into bro it, right? we have well, gordo spells on it's just breaking down your psyche right absolutely like, it's oh just like what i said like it's just like what i said like earlier in the podcast like if i said i see an accident I would never tell someone I see an accident because then the person's going to create an accident yeah. because yeah. that person don't, yeah. And, yeah. and if they so, do have it, it's okay because, well, at least had someone told me it was going to happen. Right. Right. I'm going to need someone to curse <laughs> me with, you thing. see me skinny. Bro, I think right. I'm going to put a uh, fucking flaco spell on you. Right, the thinner. I'm going to fucking go get an egg you know? and squish it real thin. I have a question for you. Yeah. 
All right, so because I got nope. from 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 speaking mm-hmm. with Nicole and Rick here, like I got a little bit of a of a of a pass on the building. Like, do you feel any any like pesadilla here in the building? Any like heaviness? No, I, no, I, I don't. No, that's good. no, that's a good question. I mean, I don't feel like there's any like past energy or, or old energy. I, I really believe that when I mentioned to Rick right before we started the podcast is that I think the energy that he attracts in are just mainly like the people's energy. Like you have like maybe the tension, or you have people like that are happy and sad, or you know here that are you know there's a bar here, so people are drinking, and so there's problems here so like I would recommend like using Palo Santo staging like doing different things when, when the place is closed and open up your doors for a couple of minutes clear it out and close it back in but I don't think there's any bad energy I don't think that at all I, I just think that maybe perhaps Good. stress is le- stress is a level why real quick this is sound weird um, why would I have to bring up a bell or a wedding I just bells? heard a bell right now I just heard a bell um, our anniversary our anniversary is coming I just heard it in my head I heard a bell I heard a bell right now Okay, then I'm not sure. Was it my watch though? Because I don't have a message. No. Who was it? Someone just heard a bell right now. Is my is it my watch? How can no, no, I wasn't. No, your no, watch. no. I heard actually. I heard like. Ding, 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 ding. I no, I actually heard like a ring. Oh no! I heard a boom. I didn't hear a. Ding, oh no! No, actually, that's what I was oh, hearing. No, okay. So you guys are hearing one I thing. Like, I was like, because I heard that too, bro. Our anniversary. We all have it. Your anniversary's in May. Yeah. Okay, just see this as your families, your sister, and your loved ones coming through. There's something about wedding bells. The bells are very significant. So just see as your sister, your families, all that stuff like celebrating you guys. So, to me, this is going to be a validation for you guys, not for me, but from your own loved ones. So right around your anniversary or the month of your anniversary of May. You guys may get a celebration from maybe a visit from your sister, from your cousin, from your loved ones, and be like, "Holy crap! Like this is their way coming through." Are we, are we yeah. gonna acknowledge? Just, are we gonna acknowledge the whispering in in, in, in the headphones? Okay. So when I was, I'm what? I, okay. <laughs> are you serious? I'm controlling. Yes. I'm controlling. That's why the, me and Momo keep looking at each other because we're the only one with headphones. I'm controlling the sound, okay? And we have headphones on. You guys don't have headphones on, so. At one point, I heard a whisper, and I was trying to identify where it was coming from. Are you messing from. with us right now? No, no, no. And, you know, I thought I was hearing it myself, and I realized Hefty has headphones I on, even, too. I was even right in the moment. That's why I showed him. I put, were you hearing something through the white noise, too? And, I, and then I remember I told him. And then I, right now, I just I heard, like. I made a mark, and at it, so like, I'm going to go back and look at it. But um, it's, it's funny, because he looked at me, and I'm like, yeah. And that's why you saw me fucking with this, because I was like, where's it coming from? That's Everybody why he looked, had a mic. That's why he looked at me right now, too. That's why he looked at me right now too, and I was like, um, "Could you identify? Like, was there a noise with the whisper?" It was. It, it. That's what I was trying to figure out. It was just like, that, that, that. It was, and it was only like out of one ear, right? Yeah, it was coming out of I, one ear. Just this whole time, so I'm getting. I've been emotional. No, it's huh. fine. It's fine. It's good. I've been like waiting to see if, like, you know, you feel it or see anything. Um, this whole time, I've been like, sorry. Um, it's alright, bro. Um, I've been hearing like my abuelita like whispering in my ear <clears throat> and like sorry I, I like never talk about her so this is tough for me um, that's the way you're here right she was in the hospital for like months before she died um, it was just like a long process you know and like she she could only whisper in those past months you know Every time I tried talking to her, it was just like whispers. So I kind of like fell in and out of this because like I can just hear like faint whispers, you know. But just just for me, just to be integral and just to be honest, um, as much as I have to say this, no, I wasn't connecting with your grandmother. No, I did not feel that. But which is good. Yeah, no, but I think by you 
listening to that and hearing these things is your grandma's your grandmother's way of communicating with you at this very moment to let you know this is her way because if that's the last memory you have of her communicating or she was whispering see that as her way of communicating with you directly not indirectly through me does that make sense yeah because i really believe when a spirit wants to make themselves known they're going to use electronic cell phones anything to get themselves known but for me to be integral and be honest with my work i'm not connecting with the grandmother figure mm. i'm not connecting with anyone else that's coming through but i think it's about being respectful to you because again i don't want to give you something that i'm not getting yeah that's no my job but the fact that you're here and validating those emotions and validating what just happened here yeah you're connecting is is yeah you're connecting that's yeah. better than him telling you absolutely. yeah absolutely. no that's no, that, that's why that's why i didn't want to say anything no, but once once you said you heard like well, wait, this is what i felt man and it's funny because usually when we do the sound things everything i can hear everything and every the, when you put it down everything every sensitivity but at one point the mic was stationary and i was hearing a whisper and i remember i if you guys saw me i was using my light to look at the, 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 the thing here. And I was wondering, where is that coming from? So I was either thinking, and don't, don't fucking get mad at me, bro, but I thought it was his breathing because he but tends to put the mic right here. But it's just weird <laughs> so, for us to hear the same thing and acknowledge it at the same yeah. time. without. Right. So I shut his microphone down, and I turned this one up. Now, both of you were, I think it was you and, and, and Rick, were, you, AJ and Rick were talking, and the sound was coming through. But where the fuck was the whisper coming yeah. down? And I turned his sound all the way down. I don't know if anyone noticed that I was like doing this. I noticed that. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, yeah. who's the whisper? And, I'm, and like, I'm thinking to myself, usually when we do this, we get an EVP. An EVP is electric voice phenomenon. An EVP is when you can record a spirit's electronic. voice, you know, with a higher frequency. Usually when we get the EVP, we hear it after when we raise the, the, audio. the, the audio. This yeah. time... It came through like someone was whispering. And, and we would call that, like in my, in our, my field, we call this like a disembodied voice because it's something that can be heard by the naked ear while we're doing this. And EVP is something that can, has to be listened back and replayed to hear that audio. So your grandmother must be a very dawn and a very strong woman for her oh, to yeah. herself to know. Definitely, definitely. Through a disembodied voice and definitely. not just... We're talking me. about her now. Yeah, and here's the thing, man, and I'm sure AJ can agree. Let's say that night Hefty was, when we were at the, at the comedy club, he w was, his uncle was pulling him to read him. I told him, and we said, don't read Hefty. I said, no, yeah, yeah I'm not. He gonna. couldn't. And I was promising that, like, I'm not going to read for him. But he yeah. couldn't yeah. continue to anybody else unless he read him. Yeah. So what can happen right now, what might have happened also is she gave you the validation you needed right now, straight right. to you, you made it. Because also, and I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, don't they wait to see who can jump in? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They will see their opportunity. And I'm pretty sure they wanted yeah. to give him, she, the woman she is, or rather have him have his moment and yeah. him have his oh, moment. Oh, yeah. yeah she, your definitely. grandmother was probably very reserved, very loving, would take the shirt off her back and, you know, would not get in the way and let people go in front of her and do things. Definitely. And maybe that's why she allowed these energies and this energy to come through because she knows that, one, obviously you love her, but two, she knows that you miss her, and three, she made herself known to you directly. Not through me, but directly. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful experience. Again, I cannot stress it enough. I've been doing this work again for 16 years, and when people have those personal experiences, that means more to me than just a medium reading for someone. Yeah. So, no, I usually walk around, you know, with, with my guard up. I don't, I feel like I'm a vulnerable person. That's but another thing that he can't read you when you have your guard up. Yeah. I, I feel like she just 
brought that down, you know. She's like, calmate, cabrón. <laughs> <laughs> nah, exactly, exactly. We all do that, man. We all do. We all, we all walk around with the guard up because we're, not a, we're afraid to let people in. Not right. because we can't handle them, but because if people knew who we really were, they might not be able to handle who we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially hefty, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate yeah, and it. And that's good. I'm People that thing. listen to this must think I'm a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one thing, uh, why do I have to tell you congratulations? Are you? Did you just make a move? Or are you? Like, did you make a change? Um. Yeah. I recently um started my own art company. That's something I'm really so passionate this about. Way coming to congratulate you. So congratulations. So just Thank see it, that her way of seeing what you're doing today, because I feel like I need to honor you what you're doing today. So congratulations. So just see this as your grandma's way of honoring you in a very beautiful way. It's she very just, simple. She just said, ¿Ya ves, cabrón? Right? Lo que querías, ¿ya ves, güey? Ahí te va. So cool. Tom, that's what we're saying. Tom. Right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, me oyeron los gorditos, ya está. I have a question also. Absolutely. Um, and, and I'm sure it would tie into your father, your sister, your grandmother. Um, on Saturday, you said about uh, the attachments. Okay. Uh, yeah. Protection. Right. Can I can I tell him what I what I what I told you? Yeah. So that night when we were, you know, AJ, I've been with you for a long time. So I sometimes I get these motions and these feelings that come through. And you you actually, of all people, have told me go with them and see where they take you. Mm-hmm. So when we went around, I felt this twenty year old person with his hand behind Rick like this, and I also saw a lady in her forties, an older lady with straight hair. And she just reminded me of like the, the, the typical older lady with the cardigan. And she also had his, his hand, her hand behind him. Now, I don't know if it's an attachment or someone, but I felt that when we went into the room in the back, he got a little freaked out. And I felt like she kind of like, calm down. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an attachment at all. I think it's just more so your loved ones or your guides working with guides remember i yeah. said it might have been like because i yeah. said i don't think i think maybe it was a spirit guide yep. what are spirit guides spirit guides are individuals that had a physical incarnation there are people that we don't really know we don't know we know them on a spiritual level spiritual level not on a physical level and these people actually again had a physical incarnation so it could be a priest a monk a medicine woman it could be a doctor it could be many different things but they're assigned to you in your life and these guys we have a master guide our master guide is assigned to us before we're born during our time and after we're dead they're with us. Then we have a primary guide, a secondary guide, and a tertiary guide. These guides are with us throughout our life. And then we also have other guides. We can have children. We can have like other beings that are around us, animal guides, totem guides that help us in our own personal life. And I think these guides are with you to maybe help you stay balanced, but also run this business, but also, more importantly, protecting you. It's not not from anything negative, but guiding you. Hey, everybody. This is Momo Rodriguez from the Paragold of the Activity Podcast. I bet you're wondering what the fuck just happened. Well, we don't know. Um... The recorder just stopped working. Uh, had full card on it and it had full charged batteries. We don't know. After we uh, heard whispers, Hefty and I heard whispers from our headphones, it just stopped working. And this is normal. It happens a lot when we work with AJ. Um, we didn't know until like we got deeper into the conversation. But I, I want to go ahead and thank AJ Barrera. You know. Um, I want to thank Rick and Nicole from the Los Puercos, Jonathan, for uh, you know being on the podcast, being uh, our guest for that night. And uh, if you have any questions or any um, you know ideas for us to investigate or talk about on the podcast, please make sure you hit us up. 
Thank you for listening, and I really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast and asking us for more episodes. We're going to figure out what's going on, because even right now, this is the eighth time I've recorded a message and it shuts off by itself.